Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Our text today is from the Gospel lesson. Jesus went through all the towns and villages, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the good news of the kingdom and healing every disease and sickness. When he saw the crowds, he had compassion on them because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. And then he said to his disciples, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into his harvest field. Dear friends of Christ, you know, if you're a TV watcher, you've seen that commercial where you have all these abused pets. Now, if you're an animal lover, that really hurts. <laughs> you, you watch these, these pets that are, that are having such a tough time and, and you know, they're, they've got stuff in their eyes and, and their fur is, is mottled. You see little kitties um, and, you know, they can barely stand up and dogs huddled in the corner with their ears down and their tails down. And, and these pictures of these abused animals pulls on the heartstrings of animal lovers. And that's why they're able to raise so much money for those abused pets, because it breaks people's hearts. And the people have compassion. They have compassion for these, these, these animals, their, their furry friends. And it's good to have compassion for animals. It's better to have compassion for people. That's what Jesus did. He had compassion for people, souls that were lost eternally. And he had a deep concern about all that. Jesus had compassion for them. He went through their towns and villages, and he saw them. He had compassion, preaching the good news about the kingdom of God. I want you to think about all the time Jesus spent with people, all the time Jesus spent attending to their needs. <laughs> he spent a lot of time taking care of people. would come to him, and they'd plead, please heal me, please heal me, please do something. And he never got angry. He never got mad. He just would take care of them. He was moved by compassion. He would look at their pitifully sad face, see their broken condition, and he would be moved to action. His heart would be broken for them. And they'd try to take care of them. Of course, his heart was moved because he loved. Because it meant so much to him. This compassionate heart of Christ is what we're going to talk about this morning as we consider our theme, the compassionate Christ. You know, Jesus lived his life, and I mean, from morning to night, he would pray all evening, then he'd wake up at sunrise, and he'd start preaching, and he'd start teaching, and he'd preach and teach until he could preach and teach no more. Some days, he would go from town to town and not even eat a meal. He just, going without any food, taking care of the people. Why did he do that? That's how much he loved people. That's how much it mattered to him. And, and one of my favorite images of Jesus, or one of the uh, interesting images of Jesus, is when he was asleep in the boat. Remember that? He's in the bow of the boat, and there's a great storm in the Sea of Galilee. And they try to wake him with the storm, and he won't wake up. Why is he sleeping? How can he be asleep during a storm? Because he was exhausted. He was completely worn out. He didn't have any energy left. 
Why was he so sleepy? Because of his deep love for people. Our text says Jesus preached the good news about the kingdom of God. Now, if Jesus was moved to compassion to preach about the kingdom of God, that must be important. So what is the kingdom of God? And if you remember, I talked about this a couple weeks ago, a few weeks ago. I had a whole sermon on what the kingdom of God is. Do you remember? Do you remember what the kingdom of God is that we're supposed to be sharing with people? Well, the kingdom of God is all about God's love. The kingdom of God is about how, how God is the good news. The good news about the kingdom, that, that God sent his son to die for us, which can be summarized very simply, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. The good news, the kingdom of God, God's love in a nutshell. God loved you so much that he spent all of his time coming and suffering and giving and dying. And that's the good news. Um, Now, you may not understand it completely, at least not in this life. But you will in the life to come. There is no greater joy than knowing the love of God. There is no greater joy than being loved by God. And you may not feel that now, but in the day when you pass away and go into the presence of God, you'll know it completely and fully. And this love that God has is an incredible love. And God has an incredible way of loving each and every single one of you intentionally and personally. He lives in your heart. You are His temple. He forgives all your wrongs and heals all your diseases eventually as he sends us to heaven and he says i redeemed you i've called you by name you are mine you belong to me in our text that was jesus heart that heart of compassion when he saw the crowds he had compassion on them because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd they didn't have a shepherd to protect them you know shepherds protect the sheep the word harassed is interesting there the sheep were harassed. That word harassed um, is kind of like the idea, uh, you could say, stripped or fleeced. It's like a lion coming and ripping the skin off the sheep. The people were harassed. Their skin was ripped away from them. They were like sheep without a shepherd. But they were harassed, not by lions, but by your enemy, the devil, who prowls about like a roaring lion seeking someone to devour. You see, at that time, there were false teachers, and these false teachers were leading people away from Jesus. They were leading people away from the truth, leading people away from the church, leading people away from God. And not much has changed, has it? Not much has changed in our day. Satan is still harassing, tearing at the flesh, leading people astray with false teachers who tell the people what they want to hear rather than telling people what they need to hear. Yes, the sheep are still harassed. 
I want you to think about all the news that we hear over the airwaves today. It's just incredible what we're hearing. And we're seeing all these disturbing images of things that we haven't seen in America before. I, I don't understand why George Floyd was allowed to be murdered right there in front of our eyes for all to see. I don't understand all the violence. I can't believe people are allowed to take over a police station in America and then burn them down. And I don't understand why the people get so angry that they even kill a black police officer. All that pain, all that violence, all, that, all this lawlessness. And I don't understand why people loot and steal and rob and burn and hurt because they claim the right to have the right to express their, their feelings. All that kind of stuff makes the news. You know what doesn't make the news? That people are harassed like sheep without a shepherd. That Satan is tearing at everybody's flesh. And nobody is reporting how they're being fleeced by, the kingdom, by Satan's kingdom of darkness. And the kingdom of darkness is ruling and reigning among us in our own, in our own communities, in our own, in our own nation. No one reports how the people are harassed. How they're like sheep without a shepherd. No one to guide them. And you know if Jesus were here looking at these crowds, these violent crowds, you know what he would say? You know what he would think? He'd have compassion on them. Because they're like sheep without a shepherd. Indeed, in 2,000 years, nothing has changed. The sheep still are wandering. Satan still harasses. And Jesus still has compassion. He loves the lost. He loves to help them. He wants to save their souls. He wants to draw them all to himself. He wants to make them part of his kingdom. And how did Jesus express that concern about his compassion? As he looked out and he saw all the people wandering and hurting and, and lost deep in sin and suffering and in pain. He said the harvest is plentiful but the workers are few. Pray for the Lord of the harvest therefore to send out workers into the harvest field. At the time of Jesus when they went into a harvest field, they would cut the grain early. And they would bundle them and then set the bundles in the sun to ripen. If you harvested the wheat or the grain too early, the stalks would get brittle and the, and, and the whole thing would get brittle. And you'd take the sickle to the stalk and the stalk would shake and the grain would fall out of the head onto the ground and be wasted. It'd be too late. 
If you harvest too late, you lose the grain. Well, that's what's true physically is also true spiritually. Is it too late in our country today to be speaking the message to the lost? Are they already so far in the depths of their violence to hear, to listen, to understand the compassion of Christ for a world of sin? And is it too late to save them? Perhaps it's too late for many of them. But there's always an urgency, isn't there? There always is an urgency in God's kingdom, an urgency that we need to save them now. And think about that urgency. Who's going to tell them? Who's going to go? The workers are few. The harvest field is ripe. You can hear the words of urgency, can't you, in Jesus' voice? He looks out on all the people, he sees them struggling, and he has compassion on them. Who is going to save all these lost people? And think about how long it's going to be before it's too late. Think about how long it's going to be before Christ comes back again. And he could come back at any moment, and then it'll be too late. Too late for them. And their souls will be lost forever. And so what does Jesus do? He asks us to pray, to get on our knees. And in the morning, ask God for the Lord of the harvest. And in the, at noon, ask God for the Lord of the harvest. And in the evening, ask God for the Lord of the harvest to make, make us bold. He wants us to pray for pastors, for missionaries, for people like you who are willing to go out and share the kingdom of God with your friends and with your neighbors. People who are bold and willing to be bold. Jesus had compassion for the lost. What was his response to this compassion? Pray. The harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Pray. Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into his harvest field. Pray that our church would rise up with the message of Christ. Pray that that all the communities that are, that are ravaged, the ravaged cities will rise up with preaching Christ crucified. Pray, that, pray for the church, for the mission of God in Christ Jesus. And pray that God will make you bold to stand up in this day and, and proclaim the message of a gospel of a good news to your family and to your neighbors. What a privilege it is to be called by Jesus to show the type of love and compassion that he has for us to others. To reflect that in our own lives, in our own voice, in our own message, in our own mission. Now we may not have the power of Jesus to do all that, but we do have the power of prayer to accompany us. And what an opportunity to show love and kindness to all people. And that's why Paul writes, therefore, as we have opportunity, whenever you have an opportunity, so you need to be looking for the opportunity. Whenever you have the opportunity, let us do good to all people, especially those who belong to the household of faith, especially to Christians. 
How many opportunities will the Lord show you in this coming week? In place right in front of you. A good starting place for mission work is with the people in your life. With the people you meet, the people right in front of us. Pray for opportunities that the good news of the kingdom can be mentioned to them, to our own family, to all those people that are, that are slowly drifting away from our Lord Jesus Christ, that are being fleeced, that are being harassed. And as you go, preach the message that Jesus told His disciples to preach. The kingdom of God is near. The kingdom of God is at hand. That's what you're to tell them. Today is the time for you to be loved by Jesus. You need to know the love of Jesus today. The kingdom is near. The kingdom is near. Warn them. Invite them. And when they come, welcome them into the kingdom of God's abundant love, the kingdom of salvation. Tim Keller wrote an incredible book called The The Prodigal God. You know, it's the story of the prodigal son. You know, that son who took his father's inheritance, the portion, his portion, and then he went away and ran away from his father and, and spent it all on wild, sinful living. Squand- prodigally spent everything, lost everything. Well, in the book, Tim Keller talks about a prodigal God. Uh, prodigal means to spend everything until you have nothing left. That's what the son did. And that's what God did. He loved us with a prodigal love. He spent everything until he had nothing left to give, even the giving of his own son. Because he has compassion on us. To redeem people. And it's in that redemption, it's in this, it's in this sacrifice that we see God's love. There's no greater thing than be loved by God. That's the privilege, uh, the, the, the message the disciples had a privilege of sharing. That's a message that we have the privilege of sharing. You know, I'm going to close the sermon by that, taking us back to that commercial I talked about at the very beginning of these abused animals and their pitiful looks on their faces, these abused pets. And we see that sad face and, and we think, gosh, I wonder what happened to that poor little doggy. I can't get that poor little thing out of my mind. Well, this morning we want to be more like Jesus. Think about people. Have compassion on them. And pray. I wonder what's going to happen to them. I wonder who's going to go. Amen. Now may the peace of God that passes all understanding keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus and to life everlasting. Amen.